Alola. Hi. Hello. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to our third episode of Alola Vacation. Lo we This episode, we will be talking about the episode. This podcast episode, we will be talking about the anime episode. The loading next episode. Can I start singing Dr. Dre? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Lo loading the decks is the episode title. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Irene. Hello. We, Again. We made it to three. We made it to more than two. A uh, little bit behind the scenes. We saw this episode a bit ago. A bit ago. You a while were, ago. You were sick for a couple days, and so it delayed our recording, got us a little thrown off. I'm sorry. But here we are. I am now here. People paying for premium delays. Oh, yeah. We're really not that delayed. <laughs> I just wanted this episode out on Friday, and it's, it's Monday. so it's, it's like we're a flight, and you got delayed. Oh, I see. Yep. Okay. Still, I understand. Still here, though. Episodes loading the decks, third episode of the Sun and Moon anime. If you are just joining us, I don't know why you would start in episode three, but this is our talk through. This is our playthrough. Talk through, walk through. This is our talk through, walk through of the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime. Irene, why don't you read the blurb? The blurb, okay. Professor Kikui has a gift to help Ash get started in the Alola region. It's an unusual Pokedex that's inhibited by the Pokemon Rotom. A Rotom Dex. Team Rocket is just getting started in Alola, too. And their first meeting with the new Pokemon turns frightening when a mysterious Mimikyu draws Meowth into a nightmare. But when they encounter Ash and his classmates, Mimikyu decides to battle on Team Rocket's side until an enormous Beware grabs Jesse and James and carries them off. Ash is a little disappointed that he couldn't catch Mimikyu, but soon he sets off in search of more new Pokemon. I always forget how to read. Like, we were talking about. Oh, I don't know if I was talking about this with with Micah or if this was a Slack conversation. It might have been both. But I was telling them. Definitely not me. No, no. Def I. I <laughs> oh, we we only actually have conversations in this household when we're in this room recording. Yep, and we, we don't we talk. Otherwise. Just ignore each other until recording time. <laughs> that way we can have the best possible conversations here. That's not true. I don't know what started it. It might have been... I, I do know what started it. I started looking at the negative reviews of It's Super Effective, and there was one review... That, that, if I ever want a good laugh, I'll read the negative reviews of It's Super Effective, because they're really great, and they really hit home. They, they hit uh, home on, on what I'm not good at, which is one of those things is clearly speaking. Yes. Uh, and somebody left a one-star review because they said, I read like a fifth grader. Which, they're not wrong. It's so stressful. Like, literally, my job is to communicate with people, and I'm sitting here like that kid in the class that, like, doesn't want to read, even though I was that judgy kid that was like, oh, my God, they don't know how to read. And now I'm sitting here like, I forget how words work, but it's also because I'm sitting next to you, and it's like osmosis or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But what I was discussing with Micah, and I think a couple people in Slack, was... Reading out loud is really hard. Well, I don't know about that. It's way different than just having a conversation or sitting at your desk and reading Reddit or or The Verge or BBC or I'm trying to MTV.com people. MTV.com. <laughs> yeah. You do <laughs> MTV.com. You, you read you as an Irene. 
not the not the general you. You, as an Irene, probably read more than any other person that I know. Uh. And when we started, when I made you do the blurb, because I already know that I talk a lot as a host, so I was like, we're going to have Irene do the blurb. It's going to be a good break of people not needing to listen to my voice. I mean, if you they have struggled with the blurb every single I time, know, and you're way, t- you're way smarter than me, and you're way wow. more. Uh, you have the the literature the literature <laughs> in your mouth that I don't have. Uh, so I didn't think it would be a problem for you. But then also when I listen to other podcasts and they do like email segments or whatever, sometimes they struggle too. And again. All these people are smarter than me. They can read better than I can. You can fault that to an extent to sometimes how people write. And they might miss a comma or they might miss just a word in general or misspell. So when you're reading it out loud, you notice that and then it comes across. But in this case, I would assume the blurb is pretty well written. It's and, fine. And, and you struggle. It's well, I'm, And I cut and edit, so you do end up sounding pretty good. But oh, thanks. Is- now they're going to be like, what? What does she sound like when it's not edited? I think a a big thing about this is the mic makes me really self-conscious about how my mouth moves when I speak. So, and I notice more when I'm not enunciating words. So, I'm trying to compensate for that and think and read and read like I normally would. And it's just a lot that's going on. So, I feel like my inflections are all off and... It's just messed up and it's like random pauses in a sentence where I normally wouldn't pause, but I can't pretend that I'm not talking into a mic <laughs> because then it's like, Irene, you're not talking into the mic correctly. Like, that's my impression of you, yeah. even though your voice is like this high. Sometimes. Well, sometimes you bring it down real low <laughs> and then you don't have the problem. Oh um, my gosh. See, I read, I read out loud every week. I'm aware. To me, it's it's just another thing I consistently fail at week after week, and uh, hopefully, I'm getting better at it. I mean, it's you know six years into this podcast, almost seven, still not the greatest. The world's greatest. But I cover I cover that up with editing, so hopefully, people appreciate that. We're not we haven't even started talking about this episode, but on like a common ground. You're on a. You're if, if we're on a common ground with other people, some call that the earth. Okay. How how many people actually read out loud every day? Lots of people. I nah. read out loud every day. What if are you I'm not doing about? the podcast, I'm not reading out loud. I'm just reading stuff off my computer screen. Okay. Or I'm well, reading a book. Or Well, something that's really good to do when you're a writer, and I write every day, is to read back what you wrote out loud. Because you can read it in your head, but sometimes there are clunks, and you're not going to catch it if you're reading it in your head. So... If you figure out whether or not something is going to read as smoothly as you'd like, it's very beneficial to read it out loud. I do that a lot. I might be a worse writer than I am a speaker. Worse writer than you are. You don't talk good. I I believe I talk better than I write. Uh, I'm really good at just forgetting words and sentences. you You write like you talk. So not good. So not good. Which is interesting. Uh, I mean, it's not, I don't know. I think that writing and talking and speaking and just prose in general is really interesting to me. I could probably go on and on about it. Just 
the differences between like professional writing and how like I guess how slang has kind of emerged as like I when I'm chatting and stuff I don't typically use punctuation or like capitalization which isn't proper I guess but like it's it's very stressful when people use when I yeah I also I type with my pinky out because that is proper very high class it's very high class why are you holding your pinky up right now because I am uh (laughs) high class podcasting right now it's the proper (laughs) the proper way to podcast (laughs) okay uh, let's uh, let's talk about this episode. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I was on a roll. Yeah, about I know. The- I had I had to cut you off. Okay. I mean, that's. I not- had a I had a strike when the iron was hot. You had wow. That was that was also clunky. A bit. A lot happens in this episode. A lot does happen, but for the most part, I was pretty keyed up for a lot of it. I think this is w- one of the better episodes overall. And I say that when, like, the episode opens with Team Rocket, and the first thing initially when I thought was, oh boy, here we go, time to get into standard Pokemon 101 routine over here. Team Rocket shows up, they interfere with Ash, they blast away, that's your episode. Oh, and of course, the classic, Ash doesn't catch the Pokemon. Uh, Which is actually exactly what happens in this episode. That is true. Uh, But Team Rocket does... They have a kind of an, not an excuse, but they do straight up say that, hey, we don't have any of our Pokemon. We have Meowth. We have Wobbuffet. I don't know why they decided to stick with Wobbuffet. It was really annoying, actually. Like, I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. But probably halfway through this episode, I was like, okay, I'm done with you. Like, what do you contribute besides being annoying and being another Pokemon? Wobbuffet got introduced. Was it? One of the, ani- well, Generation 2, of course, yeah. but I'm trying to think of what season of the anime. I want to say it was Johto, the Johto series. Yeah, that off, off the top of my head, that's what I was going to say. And I just feel like they've... Pokemon it's, Johto? He, do, 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 yeah, yeah, the best, the best theme <laughs> in all of anime. I just feel like a lot of Pokemon characters are pretty one note. A lot, I mean, I guess, but if you think about long-term characters, I really don't think that that's true. If it's like a one-bit, hey, I'm in this episode for this arc, hello, goodbye, that makes sense that they're one note, but besides that, like, I don't know if that's true. That's not true. Maybe one note's not the right word. Maybe very, they have traits that are exaggerated, and then they'd run with that. So, for example, Brock is a breeder. They push that really hard. Brock is also real thirsty when it comes to women. They push that really hard. Brock is really good brother. They push that. I almost said brother and sister. He's good to his brothers and sisters. They push that hard. But there's nothing really small. You get glimpses of it. But there's nothing really small or detailed in between those notes that they hit. I guess that works for people in general, though. Like if you I, think, but I think that's like all... TV shows yeah. or whether that's animated or not. So what's the issue? The issue is that while other characters have multiple notes that they hit on, like Ash being really dumb, Ash never uh Ash always winning with always winning everything except big tournaments. Wobbuffet has one and only one note. Oh, please don't do it. And it hasn't changed in 15 years. 
and I'm not sure why he, I believe it is a male Boba Fett, I'm not sure why he is here now. Unless, I, I can't, <laughs> it's not like they're selling tons and tons of Boba Fett plushes or Boba Fett shirts or... It's, we even have a Wobbuffet in this house? No, they, I don't think Pokemon Center, at least the English Pokemon Center.com has never sold a Wobbuffet plush. Yes, Wobbuffet's there for comedic relief and the whole like wob that it does. James has always also been there for com- uh, comic relief. Jesse has been, had moments of comic relief. Meowth, of course, fits that. Maybe they're just switching it up. They're they're not switching it up. Nintendo Switch. They're just bringing them in. They're just giving me more Wobbuffet, and I don't want that anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't really know what to say. And not to to get ahead of ourselves, but it seems like Beware is a new member of Team Rocket. So you're saying that Beware is a new member of Team Rocket. That's the, I just said that. Okay, but I mean, you said not to get ahead of ourselves, and then yeah. you tried to imply it, but it didn't really. Work. I'm, I'm still on. I'm still on the Wobbuffet thing, though. Okay, is oh, they're adding another, you know, quote unquote main care main character to Team Rocket. This time, it's it's Beware. But I mean, I guess they had coughing and Ekans, and then they moved on to Weezing and Arbok, and then they moved on to Victory Bell, and so they uh, Team Rocket has had other Pokemon. I'm just. I'm just not a fan of Wobbuffet anymore. Okay. Good point. James and Meowth's voices are slightly different. I don't know if the voice actors are I actually different. I thought Meowth different. was exactly the same. James is different. James sure. is different, and it was very noticeable. I mean, very in that it wasn't noticeable enough. Same with Oak. Like, this isn't right. I mean, right. But this is different. Huh. Um, so then after I latched onto that, every single time James spoke after that, I was just paying attention to how James was speaking rather than what he was saying. I liked the continuity that they had with Giovanni and Meowth being jealous of Persian, blah, 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 stuff like that. That was just notes that I had written down. Persian's a real cool Pokemon. Ooh, I'm excited to see the Alolan version. I'm excited to see Meowth see Alolan Meowth. Okay, all right. I don't know if that happens or not. I I mean, I assume it would. Yeah, yeah I assume so too. <laughs> I think that should be an episode all on its own. I'm totally okay with being spoiled, so if someone's seen the anime past where we're at, please let me know. I don't care if you tell Steve. Okay, glad we got that <laughs> out of the way. Okay, tell me, tell me about... The Rotom decks. Rockruff is afraid of the Rotom decks. He was afraid of Rotom. That was one of the first things I noticed. We see an actual Rotom, though. Yeah. So it looks like Kikui is trying to like conduct electricity somewhere to try and draw this. He's on Rotom. that 56k dial-up modem, calling that Rotom. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. there's a lot of like. Yeah. What? Can you do that again? That is not what you did the first time. Are you are you driving? Are you a race car? I don't remember how American Online originally sounded. It was something like that. Yeah, that's how that's how Road Tom appears. That's how you get the Road Tom. Right into the right into the Pokedex. Yeah, um, I really really like Road Tom decks. Um, it's very awesome. Um, I liked that they showed us, like, the Rotom becoming Rotom decks, like, 
I figured that they would do it, but it was just kind of neat how it was like, oh, it's here, and now it's in the Pokedex, and now it's a Rotom. Like, I think there was a long-form version of the Rotom Dex name. It was like Pokedex Rotom version something or other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ash was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and he was just like, call me Rotom Dex. And then Ash said, you can call me Ash. Because yep. Rotom was calling him. Pokemon Trainer or Trainer Ash or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I really, really like that it has a ton of character already. It's just really different. It's different. I don't have much to say that you haven't already said about Rotom Dex. I think the whole, like, Rotom is awesome was that, really cute and funny. That whole sequence was really cute. Just something that Rotom Dex said. I don't know if it, it is that important. I, I don't think so, but it said that it was a pretty much a completely empty Pokedex, and it will take pictures of Pokemon and then identify them at that point in time. Yep. Whereas other decks uh, have that stuff filled in, but obviously that makes the most sense for a TV show where you would assume that the Pokedex will point out new Pokemon and then tell you a little bit about them. And that's his job. Yeah. So this is where I don't remember the order of my notes in like what happened in... We move on to a cut to the forest back to Team Rocket. And with Mimikyu. Yes. Because Mimikyu, Mimikyu. Well, we, we get this like really tiny interaction of Beware walking and then Beware running into Mimikyu and Mimikyu doing its head crank thing. Oh. And then Beware just going, all right, dude, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, Mimikyu is really, really creepy. Yeah, my note says Mimikyu is real creepy. Something that I noticed that I liked was Sophocles had asked Rotom Dex about, I just have it in my notes like chronologically after this. This. <laughs> what? Go ahead. What? No, you go. This, this, this scene with. Yes. This scene with Sophocles is the turning point I had where I really started to dislike his character where he's like turning the screwdriver in his hand and was like let me just open you come on come on and rotom dex is like no yeah. get away from me it was like rotom dex does not consent to this or something yeah. and i was like look at your teaching consent um which was exciting so i was very excited about that <laughs> the only other notable thing at the school that i noticed was Rotom Dex being very confused at Samson Samson Oaks uh face character things that he does. I like your spirit tomb. That yeah. was the quote that he had said. And Rotom Dex was trying to identify and couldn't. Uh we go back to the forest where Team Rocket is looking for new Pokemon to bring back to Giovanni. Their last two Pokemon, I just remember now. Jesse, I believe, had Inke. And James had Gorgeist. Or maybe it's back and forth. But those were there too for the X and Y and X, y and, X and Y and Z. Okay. Uh, they stumble upon Mimikyu that they see. Meowth thinks it's a Pikachu. They, they all assume it's a Pikachu and then quickly realize it's not a Pikachu. Meowth confronts it of, hey, you're a Pokemon wearing a Pikachu costume. Take it off. And Jessie decides that she wants to catch it. Throws Meowth at Mimikyu. I'm confident this is not the first time. I'm 100% sure this is not the first time Jesse has 
told Meowth to battle, but it's very rare, and so it's just kind of funny to see. Yeah. Of like, oh, Meowth doesn't normally fight at all, but if it did consistently play Pikachu, it, it might actually it, stand a chance. Yeah. Uh, Meowth tries to do Fury Swipes, doesn't work because Mimikyu is a ghost Pokemon. Meowth then tries to look under Mimikyu's disguise. Big mistake. Instantly goes into... This weird nightmare mode. Yeah. Of horror. Did you have any notes about this? Mimikyu is really terrifying, honestly. (laughs) That's what you wrote down? (laughs) Yes. Mimikyu is really terrifying, honestly. Yes. I the whole every single sequence with it, I was just like, I'm very uncomfortable. This is a children's program. Like, why are you so scary? Yeah, it had pulled Meowth into an illusion where it made it seem like it was with a bunch of pretty Pokemon, and really it was like a Gengar and a Haunter and stuff, and yeah. they were just like, ooh. I like how they kind of like sexed up the Pokemon. You liked that? No, I like. <laughs> I mean that in like a Meowth. Okay. Found these Pokemon attractive, not based off the actual Pokemon designs, but they had to like dress them up more. It was just kind of a weird. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I guess I liked that they did that because it doesn't actually make sense. Okay. But I guess Meowth is the same Pokemon that wanted to date a girl, and then she didn't. Do you know this? What? They, the reason Meowth could talk. No, I knew this. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Well, maybe two people listening to the show doesn't know. Okay, well, then do you want to elaborate or no? Do you, you are very confident of the story. I mean, I don't know about that. I just remember the episode with Meowth learning how to talk. Yeah, well, it's pretty much that Meowth liked this girl and he was trying to charm her over. And so he decided to learn English. Or Japanese. Japanese, whichever dubbed or subbed you're watching. He decides to learn to talk. And then in, what is it? Like, he gave up. He gave up, like, learning moves and evolving because I don't, it's not really like when you say it, you go, okay, I guess that makes sense why he talks. But in reality, like, why are you still the only Pokemon that has ever done this? Because Meowth has determination. Yeah. (laughs) Stay determined. Unless the, if the Gengar, Haunter, and Ghastly were, is it kind of like in Harry Potter, the whole uh, closet thing? You know what I'm talking about? Where it only shows your desires or your- You mean the Mirror of Erised? No, no, the, the, the Bogward. The- What? The closet that they open and then you see something bad, like a snake. You, you mean the Boggart? Yeah. You mean the Dement- Wait, whoa, Sorry, now I'm thinking about Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I think that that's was the, my favorite. I think that was the episode. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But the they're not showing Meowth's darkest desire. They're showing, I'm assuming, what the opposite is of what he wants to then trick him into thinking that he's walking down this tunnel to die. Because that's clearly what this illusion is leading to, like a, a light at the end of the tunnel, which he's walking to, and he almost gets there. And Jesse and James wake him up. Yes. So he would have died, I'm assuming. Or something. If he made it to the end of the tunnel. And the only reason he was following the end of the tunnel is because there was these sexy Pokemon. Oh my gosh. Were they not? They were cute. 
They were spruced, spruced up. They were spruced. Spruced. The, the spruce caboose. They were, they were spruced up. Their caboose were spruced. They were very cute. I don't know about sexy. Mm. They were cute. So I'm assuming they were casting what Meowth found to be attractive, which again doesn't make sense because him being a Pokemon should just like other Pokemon. Not necessarily. I don't know. You're right because he liked a, he liked a human, which is fine. No one's judging. Are you sure? I'm just very... It's just, That whole vision is just... It was a good piece of animation. It was a good piece of animation? It was a good little nugget of anime. Okay. They wake him up. I don't know at what... I, don't, I can't remember if it's before or after. Maybe you took a note. But Meowth does break the fourth wall. Yep. <laughs> Which again... There's a lot of reasons why I like this episode. <laughs> I like the the sequence we just talked about with the the tunnel, but I also love that he, he broke the fourth wall. Yeah, so like what was happening is Mimikyu kept saying terrifying things in Pokemonese and Pokemonese? Yeah. And and so Meowth kept being like, "Please stop. No, this is a family show or something." is what uh, he had said. Yeah, Jesse and James ask Meowth to translate, and Meowth said, I can't translate because this is a children's show. Yeah, it was amazing. And he was just like, please, this is terrible. Which, now I, I mean, I really don't want to know what Mimikyu was saying, because I'm good. I'm good in my seat. Ash stumbles upon Team Rocket. Yes, I really enjoyed the intro that Team Rocket did uh, for everyone else. Um, just because I love when Team Rocket just meets new people in general, because it's always like, ooh, how is this different this time? You'd think after 20-some years they would they would run out of things to rhyme, but... Never. They're really going strong. Um, I wonder if they have just one person on the team going, your only job, make sure we have fresh new rhymes for Jesse and James. Fresh new rhymes? Yeah, the freshest. Okay, bring back Pokemon rap. Go. Kabuto. I don't. <laughs> I think one starts with Kabuto. Oh my gosh! Doesn't one of them? I don't know. I'm like kind of singing in my head, but I, I know too. I'm like slightly off. I totally off. am too. Uh, Ash tells his party of people, his posse, that the Team Rocket's the bad guys. We blast off. That is something that they said at some point. Well, actually. Team Rocket, okay, we got ahead of ourselves. Okay. Te- team Rocket hears people coming. They hide. Ash and team stumbles upon the Mimikyu. Ash then tries to catch the Mimikyu using Pikachu. Fails to do so. Team Rocket jumps out. They say that they saw Mimikyu first. We get the whole bad, bad guy spiel from Ash. Besides Jesse saying, hey, we saw him first, Mimikyu decides to help Team Rocket. Battle Pikachu. Yeah, because Mimikyu really hates Pikachu. Wow. Just real deep. (laughs) That's also what my my notes are fantastic, honestly. Yeah, that's all I have is Mimikyu hates Pikachu real deep. Yeah. Real is a great word. We talked about this in the Sun and Moon stuff, but do you like know the Pokedex slash history of Mimikyu? I do. Of the whole it it I'm just repeating this for maybe listeners that don't, but the whole thing of Mimikyu is very jealous that Pikachu is 
one of the most recognized and one of the most popular Pokemon in the world. And so it dresses like it to try to get that recognition. It dresses like it not because it likes Pikachu, but because it wants everything Pikachu has. It's a really angry fan. But he's not a fan. I know. He's just an angry... Spectator. I don't know. It's jealous. Jealousy would be the right word. Yes, not envious. Because if you're envious, you just want to have what the other person wants, too. If you're jealous, you want to have what they have, but then you also don't want them to have it. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> think so. We see some cool things. We see Pikachu use Iron Tail. Uh, we see Mimikyu use Play Rough. We see Mimikyu use Shadow Claw. We see uh, Pikachu use Electric Ball. Uh, Electro Ball. Sorry. This whole fight gets broken up because Beware shows up. Yep. Just grabs Jesse and James and takes them away. He's like, peace. Meowth grabs Mimikyu or just convinces Mimikyu. I can't remember the exact. Like, you need to go help. Yeah, like, we yeah. need to leave. But I would argue that if that battle continued. Mimikyu would have destroyed them. Yeah, I think Mimikyu would have won. Absolutely. So I'm really hoping in future episodes. That they don't underplay Mimikyu's strengths. One would assume this is the not, not the last time we've seen of Mimikyu. And one would assume that Mimikyu is capable of beating Pikachu. And I don't think Team Rocket has ever had a Pokemon good enough to beat Pikachu. Ooh, the suspense. Like, I would say that Arbok and Weezing, when they first evolved, they were pretty close. Because it threw Ash off of like, oh, these are new Pokemon. They're fully evolved. They just evolved. But this Mimikyu is just getting started. Yep. It's just warming up. Preheating. Like an oven. Rotom Dex points out the Beware and Ash encountered earlier, I believe, in episode one. And that was actually the whole episode. It didn't really lead, it didn't really end on a high note. Yeah, it was kind of just like time will tell how this will continue be continued. Uh, Ash disappointed he couldn't catch Mimikyu. Lily says there are more Pokemon around and then they go off to then I think the Rotom Dex makes a joke of like, hey, there's a 93.8% chance that you're going to encounter a Pokemon in this area. Yeah. Uh, something I was thinking about uh, at one point during this episode was the inevitable Team Skull versus Team Rocket interaction. And I was just like, I'm real Team Rocket. I am Team Team Rocket. Double team. Team Rocket's done some bad stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Team Rocket is still classic in Team Rocket. Oh, no, no. I'm, I, yeah, you're, <laughs> Team Rocket's classic. No one's denying that. Right. I love die. anything, whether it's wrestling or just TV shows or in this case, anime slash video games. I love seeing two bad guys interact. Okay. <laughs> It's just a different dynamic. I think it's interesting. Who is the most bad? Who is the baddest? Yeah. Well, who's going to fight dirtier? Who's going to take the lower? Who knows? Who's going to take not the high route? The, the, the lowest the dirty, route. The dirty, the swamp route. Who's going to take the river bend? Just around the river bend. I've made like five song references this episode. Yeah, I'm still going to root for Team Rocket, though. <laughs> no matter what, I just, I need to get a little Team R flag or something. Uh, who's that Pokemon this episode was Mimikyu? 
Uh, and there was two Pokemon debuts this episode, both Rotom and Mimikyu. Otherwise, we got a repeat of everything we've seen up to this point. Was there any fun trivia for this episode? I'm glad you asked, Irene. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Japanese-specific trivia, which I said we're going to skip because I don't think it it plays real well in these podcasts. But for the first time ever in a dub, according to Bulbapedia. Ooh, I saw this. Jesse, James, and Meowth read the segment for Who's That Pokemon? Yeah, I saw that. That's really cool. Meowth breaks the fourth wall of commenting that they're in a family show to translate what Mimikyu says. And as of this episode, there's a new voice actor for Wobbuffet. Great. Which <laughs> they have like 15 years of Wobbuffet saying its name in different ways. I'm not sure. I'm sure they have every possible expression that they need. Not necessarily. Always got to be fresh. Keep it, keep it fresh. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, that's it. That's the episode. Oh, okay. I don't know how these get to forty minutes because we're we, talking. Because we spend seven minutes trying to cover up why I'm bad at reading. Reading. I, I honestly, someone should go. Like, I, I'm going to practice reading some more in front of a mic. That's my issue: is reading in front of a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I... uh, real quick, big thank you to our Patreons. Yay, our thank pa- you, friends. Pa- patrons, Patreon backers. Patrons. Patron- yeah, that's the word, patrons. <laughs> Patri- well, you can say Patreon back. Patreon isn't a real word. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? I don't think it is. Is it? Pa- I'm I, pretty sure. I think Patreon patron is a word. Patron, patron is a word, but Patreon I'm... is not a word. I type it enough on my phone for it to say that it's a spelling error. As as you look that up to prove me wrong, a big shout out to our patrons, aka our Patreon backers, for supporting It's Super Effective and making this show possible specifically. Patreon is not a word. I knew it. If you want to tell Irene, if you want to confirm that Irene was wrong and tell her on Twitter, you okay, can do but so. Patreon- <laughs> At Devin Carrots. <laughs> if you want to let me Delete know that I'm, I'm right about Patreon not being a real word, you can let me know that I'm right. Don't ever tell him that he's I right. I almost forgot what my Twitter handle is. It's, it's at dragging, dra- a lake. dragging a lake. And you can follow the podcast itself on Twitter. <laughs> itself on Twitter. Even... At Pokemon Podcast. Pod. Podcast. And yeah, that's our uh, ep- episode. The epi- episode? Yep. Now we got to do our outro. Yeah. We, we haven't do. mastered it. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Uh-huh. Alola. And good night. Why are you making that face? I wanted to get deep. <laughs> <laughs>